is Ken Fallon. You're listening to Hacker Public Radio Community News for March 2014. If you're new to the show, this is an opportunity for us to give you some updates as to what's been going on in the community that you might not know about. Joining me this evening is Dave. I'm living in Scotland, but I'm English Morris. <laughs> that's me. That's me. And live, da 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 da, live from Northeast Linux Fest. Is it Northeast Linux Fest? Yes, it's the Northeast GNU Linux Fest. Mr. Pipe. Oh, key. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Ken. I appreciate the intro. And uh, also, here is NY Bill. He's, we're on the same mic, though. That's and another problem. And it's very directional, but I'll chip in here and there. Super, super, super. Hello, so, Mr. Morris. Hi, NY Bill. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Did you guys Very actually good. meet at, uh, when you were over? Oldcast, yeah. Old, uh, old camp, I mean. Oh, yes. Darn, the one I couldn't make. Yeah, he was, uh, he was on the table with us. <laughs> mm. I'm not <laughs> sure just... what that means. <laughs> okay, very good. As we normally do, though, uh, we'll start off going through some of the shows that were on in the last month, giving a quick commentary rundown and uh, bringing you up to date on those. The first one up, we didn't, well, just we normally introduce new hosts, but as there was no new hosts this month, hello people, hello, those of you with guilty consciences who haven't contributed to HPR before, now is an ideal time. If you go to the contribute or calendar page, you will see a lovely diagram that's like a, like a upturned saw, wood saw, that goes up and then down and then goes up and then slowly down and up and slowly down. And it's now very, very, very sloping down. We could very much do with episodes in the next two weeks or so. So, new hosts, please uh, get your finger out and start doing some recordings. Even the How I Got Into Linux show would be an excellent, excellent way to start. I'd like to request a topic here, Ken, if you don't mind. Fire ahead. Dave, can you email this to me? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Secretary. I'd love to hear a show from anyone on um, like how much they like New Zealand. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, anyone at all. No one in particular. Any, anyone, anyone in New Zealand would be fine. Randomly down there about life, things they've noticed, that sort of thing. Be ideal topic. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially if the person is new to New Zealand. That's, but no, no one in particular. Exactly. Anyone at all. Any of our listeners in New Zealand, come on down. The price is right. Actually, I have a uh, topic as well, Dave. Now that you're taking uh-huh. typing anyway, I want uh-huh. to um, put a call out there to any ham radio enthusiasts on the network, and I know there are. Uh, I am interested in doing some study for my ham radio license, and I've been listening to lots of podcasts, and lots of the podcasts, either I don't know the correct podcast to listen to, in which case I'm requesting a show of ham radio podcasts, um, a rundown of them, or um i'm looking for some ham radio uh professional people to come on and we do a series where i'm the noob and you can do you can be my elmer and see if we can't uh uh figure out some of the ham radio stuff because as i'm listening to the books a lot of this would be very much of interest to hackers we had a request for a live show or a live request here at the fest too um Somebody requested a how do I record a show for HPR uh, like tag team where you have the the teacher student uh, type scenario. Okay, that'd be a good one. Yeah, um, 
I think Dave and I, we've done one of those. <laughs> but, well, the, the Pearl thing where you were the teacher, obviously, and I was the dumb student. <laughs> I think the answer is simply come on Mumble and uh, if you don't have a technical expert with you, then uh, find one uh, on the mailing list. And if you are the technical expert and you're looking for a noob, then again, come on the mailing list and then uh, just try and agree a time beforehand and uh, come on the HPR mumble list. Okay. Um, but anyway, no, no harm to add that into the lists of shows. So quickly going through the episodes, 1456 was released on the 3rd of March and it was HPR community news for January 2014. Uh, an entire month later, obviously. Then we had Bento with uh, Zubuntu, Kylie, EPC, Mark, Downstuff, Pogo Plug, 4 and more. And the only thing, the only problem I have with this episode was, stop, stop releasing all these in the same episode. Do hundreds of different little episodes for the <laughs> But that was me with my admin hat on. It was very interesting to sit down and just hear somebody uh, chatting about various different topics. Yeah, that's a whole week's worth of shows. There you go. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> the only thing I would, uh, I would about his Poga Plug Four thing, I would be reluctant to advise Poga Plug to anyone due to the fact I bricked four of them. So, uh, well, not bricked four of them, but there it will, for the same price you can get a Raspberry Pi, or there's plenty of uh, other little devices that you can that are a lot easier, a lot more open. And from I'm not talking from a RMS point of view. I'm just mean a lot less hassle to get stuff on, and you have a more standard distro outfit. I I think I'd be willing to bet that Pogo Plug is just as hesitant to recommend you. Well, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, free culture and open animation by CT, and again, I love CT's uh, episodes largely because of his uh, HTML. <laughs> no, who doesn't love CT? This was uh, this was actually quite uh, quite cool. He he did a whole series of them up there, and uh, this was um, where they wanted to put together a a a state of you know a collection of the various different um, open source um, movies and stuff together. And I think that's something as I had a main use case for myself, uh, where I work. We use test videos a lot and having this creative commons stuff that we can use that for encoding is really helpful because you can just give the movies to somebody and say here go check and make sure that that works with those videos so it's uh it's really cool nice to have a, a larger selection of stuff like that okay the following day was 1459 deep geek locational privacy and retro the uh, with retrocheck the lowly pager fantastic never thought of this the whole premise of the episode, for those that didn't hear it, was that you, um, obviously your phone is tracking you the whole time because there's a transmission receive and you're contacting the tower. Um, so Deep Geek had the idea, well, go back to carrying a, a one-way pager. And the only thing they know is that you're in a particular region. And it's a broadcast mechanism without a return path. So therefore, um, nobody can track you. But uh, I don't know. I had a quick look here in the Netherlands, and it was very hard to get uh, a service. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be surprised to hear that anyone's still using one, just because I didn't think any services still existed. 
And they do have um, one of my previous jobs, this war by pagers, because of the uh, guarantee that you were going to get the message sooner or later. So, Yeah, that makes sense. But then again, I imagine that would be a two-way sort of thing. So hard to know. But an interesting, uh, inter- interesting thought on the whole um, thing. And did I have... Looks like I've got a HTML bug in that episode as well. Dave, can you make notes? Mm-hmm. 1459. 59 is... What's the problem? Uh, there's uh, missing a closing HTML a slash a tag. <laughs> okay. 1459. Right. And for those of you who don't know, Dave has written a tool to check all this before I post it, but I still haven't word. <laughs> I still haven't done it yet. Then we had 1460, the Road Warrior Command Line Combat Life. And this is uh, Nightwise again, uh, doing SSH server on Ubuntu, IRSSI, Centenium, uh, Alpine, ConnectBot, BotSync, Putty, SecureShell, and Nightwise.com. Wait a minute, you're saying that the command line is powerful enough to use on the road? I don't know if I can buy that. Well, there you go. You heard it here for first, folks. But it is, uh, it's also a very good, uh, a good list. And items for the, the um, requested topic would be setting up. I mean, we have setting up SSH server. We've done, there's a few on those. There's a few, like a nice one on IRSSI. And I'd like a nice one on setting up um, IMAP mail and also setting up something like Gmail via IMAP on a command line, um, a command line mail program that you could run in Putty for requested topics. Then we had Dave with the uh, FOSDEM key signing event, which was very, very interesting, actually, from the point of view of how complex it is. And perhaps they should have thought a little bit more about uh, how they were going to do it. Yes, they, they, they did. They did uh, accept all the, the criticisms from the uh, from community. In fact, I'd been in touch with the guy who organized it, I pointed him to my episode slightly cheekily and said, oh, yeah, yeah, you got a few things wrong, by the way. <laughs> so he got his own back. But, uh, yeah, so he's, he's, he's going to do quite a lot of changes for next year's thing. I think that's something that definitely needs to uh, to be done. It would be nicer to be able to go in for like a half an hour or something and just get it done. But I, I mm-hmm. imagine it's having a look at the CA cert, um, there is an amount of time that's required to give the level of trust that you need in order mm-hmm. to do yep. something like yep. that. And it's a function of the number of people as well, which is it's where things get really unwieldy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You want to get the majority, the majority of signatures you can. It would be, yeah, I was just thinking it might be something to be doing around lunchtime so that people could eat and, you know, be doing that sort of thing at the same time. Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. It'd be quite nice to have somewhere to sit down, actually. Two hours Absolutely. shuffling around in a circle uh, in a corridor. A little bit uncomfortable, especially when you're getting a little bit, uh, you know, longer in the tooth. Yeah, there also when it's a bit dark and stuff as well. <laughs> Again, special pleading on my part. And the following day we had a 1462 encryption and email with Thunderbird. And as you all no doubt have noticed, because I fixed it about 20 minutes ago, um, the the, uh, series information is fixed and back on the website. So this is in the privacy and security um, uh, section. Um, And make a note, Dave, that I want to talk about that later on in the episode about... um, about uh, series and stuff, mm-hmm. if you wouldn't mind reminding me. Yep, okay, we will do. 
this was a, a hookah about how to set up an encryption email with Thunderbird, which is actually one I listened to, uh, broke my own rule because this was something that was in the queue that I actually needed to do. Yeah, I learned a few things from this, I have to say. Well, I knew how to use Thunderbird and encryption, but uh, covered it in a lot of depth there. It was very good. Yeah. Uh, the following day, 1463, code is a life-sucking abyss, also my story. Now, given this was Sigflop, and we all know her history of uh, sending in interesting episodes, I was hoping that this would be um, this would be a positive one, and it turns out to be a very positive one, and I'm very happy for Sigflop. And yes, uh, I think we've all all been here at this to some, some level of of uh, another basically four o'clock in the morning and just one more bug to fix or for oh, example yeah. i want this script run exactly exactly Wait, it won't even give me a damn error and the next day 1464 hbr audiobook club with uh is revived from the death from the depths is space casey uh, featuring the HBR Audio Book Club members and featuring the author herself, who was on the show. Yeah, Christiane Ellis. That was a lot of fun. It went down very well, I must say. Oh, thank you. It's funny, too, you say it, it rose from the dead, and I think the previous two before that were the zombie ones. Maybe this should have been another zombie one. Yeah, very good, very good. The, um, the one thing about the book club thing is I think it's hitting with the international aspect that um, of HPR that the community uses. And that is, I think, a lot of people, uh, namely I would have liked to give some feedback onto this episode because my feedback was that I found it a very... I, I had, after the last book club, I had listened to this book and reviewed it and ended up having a memory of the book as being something... Uh, just a horrible, horrible book that I never wanted to listen to again. And then when it came up again, I thought, okay, well, I better listen to it again for this episode. And as I was listening to it, the whole way through, I was going, hey, this is actually a good book. Why did I hate this book so much? And then at the last chapter, that's when <laughs> I realized why I hated the book so much at the at the very end. So uh, if you haven't listened to this episode, listen to the discussion about this. But I would have liked to give that feedback, um, but uh, it's not possible with the timing. It's, it's simply not possible with all our people. So I wonder... Would there be a way that we could do a two minutes uh, that people could send in the reviews that uh, you could add them to the show in between the you know the the preview and the beverage thing? We've done it before. Well, that, so I invite everybody to uh, to do that. The next book is going to be um, Shaman Tales number one, uh, South Coast, which I have read and is a brilliant book. I do think I have to delay the recording of that show by about a week just because all the Nelf stuff is going to have me busy. Absolutely. But you should put uh, put out a list. Um, that, yes, uh, I keep meaning to. <laughs> no, but what I mean to say is put out a request for the people who cannot turn up to send in the recordings by then because you want to, uh, at least a week or two to play them on the show. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. I appreciate it. So cool. All right, moving on. The following day we had LibreOffice write a brochure project, and this is a hookah doing the, a brochure for HPR, and if you want to have a look at that, it's downloadable from the website. Dave, if you could make a note that I put this somewhere for... Actually, on the website, there needs to be a, a, a festival, going to a festival link or something. 
his uh, Libra Office series has made me a hero to my wife again. There was a, a while where she didn't think I could do much with computers anymore, but uh, this saved me. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, I could go so many ways with that, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, feel free, Ken. It's probably true. Whatever you're thinking. Anyway, the following day we had you with um, you, Pokey, with thoughts on GPSs. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that was an old recording actually. That was recorded from last summer, and I uh, took me a long time to edit it just to get off my ass and do it, which I'm a little embarrassed about. But I hope you liked the episode. Yes, I did actually. I liked it very much, and you had some. Um comments about uh, to the show about from Ron who owned an N900 and uh, uh, this was the one where you were talking about the TomTom and that sort of thing. Yes sir and I also, Dave, I know you just keyed up but I we didn't hear anything you said Sorry, my uh, I think my sound's a little bit funny here. Um, I was just going to say that thanks for the hints about the TomTom because uh, I've been thinking about buying one of those I think I'm not going to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you can find one used for half price, go for it. Don't pay full price. <laughs> well, you have another episode in the mix, and I want to just uh, hold off my comments uh, on this. On t- so the okay. following, following well, day. Okay, we- well, I, just, I did want to say one more thing about it. Sorry. Um, go ahead, of course. Of course. Yeah, it, the. Um, the episode that David Whitman and I did together, he, he did all the recording and editing, so I insisted that he got the credit for it. Um, but he wanted to do that on Osmond, and it was, it was I wanted this one, this GPS one out before the Osmond one. So he was the real motivation for me getting those two or three shows out. Yeah, sometimes it's no harm to have, a, um, to have somebody reminding you or putting you under pressure. And if anyone wants to do that, just uh, very simply um, just send an email to the mail list asking for a particular day to be bugged about something, and we'll happily do that. <laughs> nice. And you come on with how to win Find the Difference games. This is, <laughs> this is actually pretty cool as well. So I like wow. a nice five-minute show. Yeah, it was a silly one. I, I didn't know if people would be amused. He had me like making my eyes out of focus while I'm driving, trying to practice it. <laughs> Yeah, someone, someone, I forget who it was now, it might have been Jezra, made the comment on StatusNet that he, he liked the show. He said, I liked your HPR show. And I said, which one? I just did two. He said, the one that you had your eyes crossed. I said, and I'm thinking, well, no, it's actually I uncrossed my eyes. I did just the opposite is how you make those things work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, did uh, you get it to work? Did it work for you? For me, yeah, yeah I do. I, uh, I have done that, yes. And have you found one of those games and given it a try? Nope. Oh, all right then. You did your show notes lacked any reference to any games, so. Well, there's one for Android called Find the Difference. So I, I didn't want to name anything particular, but I figured if you did that search, it'd come up with at least that one. Okay, but uh, yeah, if, if anyone tries this and it works, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, go ahead and use the, the, uh, the feedback system on the website. Uh, which oh, I don't know if I said it already, but also here today, someone made the suggestion that we should. Um, can ask your wife to record a little bit that we can add to the outro that just says, uh, you know, please leave feedback on the the uh, page for the episode. Because I think a lot of people don't know that we have a feedback system at all. Yeah, um, that's... Yeah, I haven't been publicizing the feedback system largely because it is 
a nightmare to administer and it actually logs every person who comes to the website with their IP address, with their browser type. It's just a horrible, horrible piece of code which I'm going through today trying to... So if anyone has any good suggestions for how we can um, migrate to a common system that's simple to use um, and that respects people's privacy, then I'm open to suggestions on the mailing list, of course. I don't know about privacy, but a forum would take care of the rest of the the parts, but that's, you know, uh, another thing. Uh, but as long as we do have the common system that we do have, um, could we put the link back on the, the P in the, you know, Hacker Public Radio in the in the website title where you could click on the P and see all the comments? Yeah, sure. Uh, email me a reminder, of course. Sure, I'll do that right now. And also, there was a... Dis- do you asked about forums, but there is a over on... Um, Binrev, every episode has a forum link. So if we could, we could put that in there. Oh, okay. You can discuss it over there, but it's there's kind of no link. Uh, quick and easy link over to that. Actually, that's something we could probably do. I'll have a think about that. But um, you know, I don't know if people people mentioned discuss before. That seems to be a nice one. Um, but yeah, whatever. Whatever. I'm in the. I'm in the market for getting rid of this discourse. Ken, not discuss discourse. NY Bill is saying. Thanks. Thanks. To... Okay, let's move on. A whole lot of nothing. Chromebook. End of life. CentOS. WTF. Non-mainstream GNU Linux distros and more. By Bento. Another one, Bento, that you should have cut up into little episodes and put them in. Um, and that's the only thing. That's the only criticism I have with with this topic. Um, I'm currently struggling with a Chromebook myself, uh, so I w- there may be an episode about that later on. The following day, we had community news for February, and more on that and on. And then we had one of my um, backup shows, which were released into the main queue, more on that and on, called Learning to Read the Time with CC Clock. I haven't had a chance to listen to this one yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It, it needs to go ahead of the rest of my queue. Not at all. So then the next day we had Encrypt Your Stuff with Blowfish by Sigflop. Nice little short episode. Uh, filed it under Privacy and Security. And again, I'm glad to be hearing more from Sigflop. Yeah. And then we had Cprompt with a backup show released, um, How We Got Into Linux, which was kind of interesting, actually. Always, always nice to hear. And then uh, Dave Morris with also an interesting uh, discussion uh, with Tom, who I only very briefly met as uh, Fostem. I feel really quite guilty about that, actually. We're a busy guy. It's not a problem. Yeah, we, we'd, we'd been trying to... I thought, wouldn't it be great when we get back from Fostem, we'd have a little chat about our experiences and record it. It took about a month or something before we got to it. It's just time and general general failures on my part so got there in the end yeah exactly but very good very good then we had uh, 1474 behind the curtain look at osm and osm automation automated navigation directions with pokey and david whitman who i hated because i already have a episode on my Recorder that has not been edited about OSM Android, and you went ahead and did a far better show than I did. So I hate you, Pokey. 
Oh, man, you should have put yours out first. No, 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 then this would be embarrassing. You know, the thing, this is a real kick in the pants, too, because that episode was not, it was not live for an entire week before Osman revved the whole, U, well, a good portion of the UI, so we might have to do an update. Yeah, no, it's a, that is an absolutely brilliant um, piece of software, and I can probably say here what my episode was all about. I was uh, driving back in Ireland, and uh, so I had all the map downloaded on OSM Android, and it was the and OSM and was Osmond. I always called it OSM Android in my head, but anyway, Osmond. And I had no clue. I hadn't used it at all. Didn't know anything about it because I was relying on Google Maps, and that was fine around where we were. But then we started going in between the hills and stuff. And suddenly, all I was hearing was recalculating direction, and you know, a cached for. I left the very detailed page into like a big zoomed out bitmap of huge roads where uh, it hadn't downloaded that they it couldn't keep up with the with where I was and then there was a um a roadblock and trying to contact the server trying to contact the server so I couldn't it couldn't had no clue where I was so then I opened up Osmond and it went recalculating boom go this way fine brought me directly there so since then I'm a big believer in this I've been a big advocate of offline computing since probably 1996 when I couldn't afford to pay for dial-up service anymore and had to just rely on whatever I already had on my computer desk and on CD. So it's, uh, I fell right in with Osmond. And, you know, people think that, uh, yeah, that's just because, you know, you're out in the sticks in, in Ireland and, you know, in a part of the country where you're going through hills and valleys and there's no, no transmitters and stuff. But, Every day I travel to the most, you know, some of the most densely populated part of the Netherlands and through the financial district to get to work. And every time you approach there, you have zero coverage, zero coverage. And half my train journey is zero coverage. And then there's a little bit of coverage. And then um, we go through a the train travels from there around through a public, uh, you know, national park type area or a, a you know, nature reserve. And of course, there's no coverage there either. So you go from there not being enough transmitters there to being loads and loads of transmitters, but because there's so much congestion, you're not getting through. So OSM and uh, Osmond is really uh, for mapping uh, and navigation is just very useful. Yeah, I need to probably submit a bug to them because with this rev, they changed the routing algorithms and they're not as good as they were a week ago. And I find that very upsetting. So I I, I don't know what they are going to do, but uh, I'm very sad that they're not working as well as they were. But I did use it to get here today. I used it, um, you know, I found the, the good parking lots around here, the free one. I put them on the map so they're ready for just anybody to be able to find them. And a couple of people have already asked me, hey, where's the free parking for an elf today? So I've been able to just know, hey, pull up Osmond. There it is. Yeah, the cool thing about it is you really need to use the favorites because they, uh, the street intersections don't really work that well. So I, I normally just go find where I want to be and then put that in, um, you know, before I leave the house and then you're good. Yes, definitely. If if you're using Osmond on short notice, that's the way to do it. If you've got more time, if if your trip is in a month from now or or more, so that there's time for 
Osman to rev its map data, you can put the building on there and put the street number, and then it pulls right up all the time. But that does take some time for them to... I've, I've talked about all this already, sorry. Yeah. No, cool. I happen to like it and enjoy this sort of topic, so we're good. The following day, we had Ahuka with his introduction to spreadsheets. So he's moved from Word to Calc and, again, starts at really nice history about what a spreadsheet is. And uh, yet again, I'm surprised by uh, a story which I thought I had a fairly good understanding of and has been um, completely explained. And I like Ahuka's way of doing stuff. And I guarantee you that there put this stuff on a DVD and print out a little uh, brochure with some screenshots of what he's talking about. Basically, they, his blog posts, and he has, uh, you know, something that he could sell and people would buy. Yeah, for sure. And then for the last one for this review is 1476 Sega Genesis Music Driver. Another one by Sigflop, and this was a brilliant interview. I have... No, <laughs> it's good to know that Sigflop has some people that she can talk to on her own level. So, because that ain't me, that's for sure. Have either of you guys uh, had a look at that the um, the demo that she did the interview on a few months ago, several months ago now? No, no, no. Uh, I still have to do that. It's it's the way they described thing was so amazing. I keep forgetting it's on my to do list, but once it's on my to do list, that usually gets filed behind other things. So I'm terrible not, at that. Not a problem. Send a mail to the mail list, Dave. Can you send a mail to the mail list to remind Pokey <laughs> to review that? <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's delegation for you, Ken. That's good. So uh, just go over the comments on some of these shows. Uh, the uh, Deep Geek commented on the HBR Community News that the uh, original set points were thought to be human body temperature. And then we had um, a ongoing reply from uh, from in relation to your episode with uh, Jono and um, Sly, 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 Sly. Stuart Sill. Yeah, Sill. Sill, Stuart Language. Yeah, that's him. And you're basically having an ongoing discussion about who's right and who's wrong. Well, okay, I'm not going to do him the disservice of misquoting him here, but he did leave a comment on there, and I'll I'll paraphrase. No, no, I'll read it out. Okay, please, yeah, because I was just trying to look it up. Go ahead. Yes, yes. This is a bug. If there's no, not a GUI way to do do a thing that a user wants to do, I am of the opinion that the advantage of Ubuntu being widely popular all around the world are advantages that I want to see. Much better hardware support, much better software support, no longer being a second-class citizen many things. And the most people are not interested in using the CLI, and teaching them to do so is the wrong approach. Emphasis is mine. As you say, it is perfectly possible to win with free software, to love free software, to be passionate advocate without caring that somebody else loves proprietary software, but not everybody does. And the people who castigate you make the environment so unpleasant that they're what drive you out. It seems that the, quote, advocate open source, quote, model has become for some people the, quote, chastise those who are insufficiently dedicated to the open source model, quote, model. 
And hearing that all the time is very, very tiring. It doesn't matter if there are a hundred nice people for every one nasty person because you never get to hear from the nice people, just the nasty ones. And there is no culture of nice people calling you out, calling out the nasty ones and stopping them doing it because there is nice people looking insufficiently dedicated and so it becomes a target of the zealot ire too. To which you replied, shall I read it? Uh, I can do this. Uh, my, re- <clears throat> my reply was, uh, Sill, I cannot disagree with you more. At the time of this writing, and I didn't disagree with everything I should have specified here, but didn't. I didn't disagree with everything he said. But at the time of this writing, HPR has almost 1,500 episodes. Almost all of them are dedicated to advocating free and open source software, GNU Linux, open standards, and or free culture. And almost all of them, I cannot think of any exceptions, are hosted by nice people being nice. I'm familiar with the attitude that you're describing, but I think it is the exception these days. I'm somewhat of a latecomer to Linux and free software, uh, 2007-ish, so maybe I'm not an acceptable measuring stick, but I don't even remember a time when that attitude was the rule. Agreed. So there was an anonymous commenter here today who stated that the uh, Arch Linux forum may be what Sill is talking about. Okay, I can quote him. It was (laughs) X1101. He's saying I can quote him. Okay, fair enough, but uh, I... Personally, haven't seen that, and I uh, would also say that they, when people point you to the command line, if you have somebody in your neighborhood who is running Ubuntu, and there's somebody else who's running some other distro, and the somebody running Ubuntu has a problem, and the other person is running another distro and doesn't know how to do it via Ubuntu's specific way of doing it, oh, then they're wrong because it should be the archway. But but listen, then... I'm kidding. I was, the guy, sorry. I'm not an arch user. I'm kidding. The person running Fedora, for example, does not have a way to install Wayland, or to install, not Wayland, but to install their display manager, because it's not packaged or whatever, to find out how to do it the Ubuntu way, because the Ubuntu way is not the generic everybody else in Linux way is. If Ubuntu had installed all their tools and pushed them upstream to all the distribution, all the desktop environments so that they were standard on the desktop environments. If Ubuntu had done more work on the free desktop standard, then there would be more chance that the way that they're describing to do stuff would be available on all the distributions, therefore allowing person who is running X distribution that is not Ubuntu to help the person who is running Ubuntu. Because that has not occurred, the only way that person running a distribution that is not Ubuntu can help somebody who is running Ubuntu is by doing it on the command line. That is not being nasty. That is not being unuser-friendly. That is helping your neighbor. That's a good point. Okay, that's all I'll say about that. Then and this uh, is... Oh, sorry. And this is and we were talking about this uh, today here at, at Nelf. This is when it came up that, uh, again, that I thought that a forum would be really nice to have faster, because yeah. yeah a lot faster because i think uh when did when did stewart leave that comment it was uh oh geez back in early february maybe uh and i think i didn't reply until april because i just didn't know it was there it doesn't get bumped you know it doesn't get moved to the top whereas if we had a if it was a forum and each show had its own uh, you know, forum entry, its own thread, that would have gotten bumped and people would have had the opportunity to comment on it and reply to that. 
Yeah, there is an RSS feed for those comments. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Okay, and go into the feed section. There's a live RSS feed, so you can get that information out. Um, that's something we need to look at anyway. But it's also there's also a delay because um, all everything is moderated. For every comment, one comment we get, we get about ten spam comments as well. So um, I moderate everything. So there's a delay there as well. But again, suggestions for how we can improve the commenting system would be a good thing. Then we had a. Um, um, Claudio M was commenting on the uh, on Sigflux episode, uh, and we had an old comment on, on your episode, Dave. Actually, was it uh, no on Chess Griffin's uh, Templar static HTML generator by the um, by what appears to be a somebody Steve Kemp, who uh, seems to be involved in the project. We had Delta Ray giving another. Um, Heads up to uh, a good shout out to Sigflup on her episode. We had Ron talking to you about the N900, and we've already discussed that. Um, we had a uh, on the whole lot of nothing Chromebook end of life CentOS mainstream Linux distros by Bento. We had um, about. I think it's Beto or Beto. I don't think it's Ben. I don't think there's an N in there. Oh, sorry, Beto. God, sorry. Apologies. You know, no new host this month, and I still end up butchering people's names. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I wouldn't be community news if I didn't butcher somebody's name. Anyway, Bedrock Linux. Yes, the lead developer of Bedrock Linux was on about the Bedrock Linux design and uh, basically wanted to point out uh, uh, that the bed- while Bedrock uses change route behind the scenes, is is completely abstracted away. So have a have a read of those comments. David L. Winston um, commented on episode fourteen sixty three, which is uh, again Sigflop code is life sucking abyss. Also my story, and uh, <laughs> my I have moment. Uh, I have a problem. Moment was four a.m. shivering in the gam- garage, thinking I really should go to bed soon. I have to work in a couple of hours. Yes, I think we've all been there. And then discussion about the N900 from about you and Adventure Boy um, was commenting on episode 1434, Why I Made in a Free Count with Android, which we had on uh, the 30th of January by Tojet. And uh, he is also planning setting up his Nexus 7 in a similar way. Um Thalaj uh, Duranald uh, posted on 1469, which was the community news episode, um, uh, that um, we could do with getting more people involved in the community news. And we'll be talking about that later. He also commented on a LibreOffice brochure project, giving a shout out to, um, to uh, Ahuka, of course. And then Jonas commented on uh, 1479, um, asking Sigflop some questions about uh, Blowfish, and she replied. And then you were going um, uh, to the <laughs> comment to the OSI Layer 3, uh, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a while. And then we had Pokey, uh, yes, making the comment about the... Um, update. So that's basically the comments. We have to wait to talk about that one, huh? 
Yeah, that's next month. <laughs> okay. Did anybody ever get back with that poor fellow who got tricked? I yes, feel bad he, about uh, it now. No, no, he he he, he tweaked just as well. He tweaked just as well. I just don't think he. Oh, I don't think he had enough coffee. <laughs> yeah, so, I got, I, did, I got fooled by a, an April Fool's this year too. Did anybody else get one? No. <laughs> We're getting comments in the room. Somebody else got. Oh. <laughs> They're going to release what the kernel? The, release the kernel under GPLv3. <laughs> okay, so someone else got tricked this April. I got one on a podcast where they replaced one of the hosts and uh, filled in a new guy, and I totally believed it. it. Was very sad too. Did you guys hear what she said? No, no. Oh, sorry. There's a there's a young lady here from HP, and when I asked that, she's across the room. She piped up that. Um, she logged into IRC on Monday, and somebody asked her, did you hear they're relicensing the Linux kernel under GPL v3? And she was pretty stunned. Yeah, that's pretty So, um, yes, sorry, community news, if we, if we, if we can. Or sorry, yeah. sorry, community news, that's what we're doing. Sorry, the uh, mailing list, if we can. Yeah. So... Well, a little bit of community news on, on that note while you're looking that up is... Um, the Hacker Public Radio community-owned Zoom H1 showed up at my house, uh, I think, last week or the week before, doing interviews with it today. So that will that is now part of the uh, official HPR conference kit. Sorry, the which? Zoom H1 handheld <gasps> stereo cool. recorder. That is very nice. Very nice. How do we uh, manage to afford that? Uh, mostly David Whitman, a little bit of 5150, and a little bit of myself, I think. Oh, well done. Thanks, guys. Big shouts. That is a really... I have a Zoom H2, which I'm using right now. And anything that... Um, uh, the reason my voice sounds as good as it does is because of this. It, is, it really uh, works very well. Yeah, I was just playing around with it earlier this week and just recording as I walked around the house and played back and was experimenting with the stereo effect. And the noise... The sound quality and reproduction and the stereo effect is so good that when you listen to it played back, it's uncanny. You almost get vertigo or, or, or deja vu from it. It's yep. really, really stunning. And if you want to play with this Zoom H1 at no cost to you, uh, all you have to do is, is uh, be the conference guy in your area or, or conference uh, lady and uh, get the HPR conference kit. Doesn't take a lot. All you need is uh, people are more than happy to put on tables, and uh, you just sit around. Except for Fostem, which is a completely different level of commitment entirely. So let's quickly go through some of the stuff that was in the uh, mailing list. Very busy month actually on the mailing list. Uh, it kind of comes and goes like that. Um, some months there's nothing, and then some months there's massive, massive discussions. This month happened to be a massive discussion month. Uh, whoops, and it centered around we had basically three topics for discussion um, during the last community news. Uh, the first thing that we discussed was uh, releasing the backup shows. Um, we do have, if you go to the HPR website, one second, one second. Yeah, if you go to the HPR website, then at the bottom you see a list of backup shows that we have. And we're now calling these emergency shows. So the discussion was that there was uh, some shows in there. For example, yours, Your Best Eggs in the World has been in there nearly two 
years now, so nearly three years. So the discussion was, should we release them or what should we do? What is a backup show? And basically, um, go ahead. I, I think I've said it before, so and I don't feel super strongly about it, but I, I like having the backup queue. I like having shows in there in case we run low. And I don't mind if someone, if we want to put a limit on the number of shows in the queue and when someone submits a new one, then, you know, the oldest in that queue gets filtered into the, the regular queue. Something like that is is fine with me, but I don't feel so strongly that I'm willing to argue about it if someone doesn't like the backup queue and doesn't want it there. So I kind of tend to remain silent on such topics. So that was one, your side of the argument. My side of the argument was that the backup sh- shows are used as a crutch to people. That uh, when they see the queue list going down, they will go, oh, it's fine. I still have some time to prepare a show and send it in. And invariably, people forget the urgency. And then it's left to some old regulars to put in shows. And if we look at the number of shows that there have been for the last few months, it's been basically the old regulars uh, with a few exceptions. So people stop having us fill in shows and send in more shows. But the discussion went uh, to and fro, I think. Dave, do you want to give a summary of what happened in the end? I'm not sure I remember, actually. <laughs> Can you probably remember it better than I did? <laughs> okay. It's a long time ago. <laughs> so they, uh, the discussions went, I think uh, some people wanted to, uh, were okay with the idea of, of releasing the shows. Basically, I was also saying that some of the shows were going stale, like, uh, for example, What's on My Podcast Player. Uh, a lot of the shows may, a lot of the um, stuff that's on your podcast player will not be as relevant in two years' time. And uh, to counteract that, um, Klaatu says, yeah, the stuff that he's putting in is timeless and then therefore should be only used in an emergency, which is, which is good because Tattoo has an opinion as well. He has been really, he's been the person who's been putting out shows as well when we've been low. So he also knows what it's like to um, not have a show. So essentially, what we kind of agreed, I think, is that um, the emergency show is the emergency queue is intended only to be in use when there is uh, still a gap in the 24 hours prior to release. So we will use that those shows if there is a slot available uh, not filled within 24 hours of release. So for example on a Monday they that the Wednesday slot isn't available or the uh, or something like that. And I'll just give you the exact text from the contribute page. The emergency queue the emergency queue is intended only to be used in cases where there is still a gap in the schedule 24 hours prior to release. The shows will be by their very nature, the sh- sorry again, the shows will by their very nature need to be timeless, i.e. your topic should still be relevant in four years or more. People will be able to hear the show on the website, but they will not be included in any feeds until release. Please begin all shows with text similar to i'm talking about emergency shows here this is an emergency show if you are hearing this then hpr needs shows asap please consider contributing a show email admin at hackerpublicradio.org for more information so if you can put that at the beginning that would be great continuing on we expect that we need at least 10 shows in the emergency queue in order to give people time to record and submit shows remember that once all the emergency shows have been used up and there are no more in the sh- shows in the queue, 
HBR as a project will stop. Comments? No, Bill keeps getting up and walking away, but oh. before he left... <laughs> before he, what was I'm it, boring you, Bill, am I? Oh, no, no, I'm just walking around talking to people. Uh, I always thought that was uh, like a first-in, first-out, ten-show queue, so I... Yes, but, it was. And that's oh, what okay, I thought. I recall that. That's what I thought as well, but uh, sentiment on the list uh, seemed to change that. So that is why we're uh, I contacted each of the hosts with a show in the in that queue, and got clarification from them exactly what it was they wanted to happen with their shows. And now anybody in that queue is um, is there for the very reason that they wanted their show. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. And just one other thing. Hold on. When you said um, that the show should include the text there, um, are, are, is that going to be um, like a, a text-to-speech and we're going to add that audio to the, the six shows that are in that queue? Um, no, I think I'll leave the six shows. I don't know. Um, might add that to the... Um, I, I had intended whoever's recording the show, seeing as you're doing it for an emergency show, you put that in. So we might edit those shows and add it to them. So the only person who hasn't got back to me with a date that they wanted their show released on was Jezra, how I use Linux. And by the way, if it wasn't for all these shows being released this month, we wouldn't, uh, we would have already ran out of shows, by the way. Just, just saying, folks, just saying. And I still need to make it so that those shows will be uh, playable from the website, but I might get to that tomorrow, perhaps. Cool. Bruce Patterson's just come in the room. He wants to say hi to you guys, if you don't mind. Here, it's push to talk, Bruce. Oh, nice. Hit alt and shift for you. Hey, Ken, what's going on? Not too bad. How are you? Long time no here. I'm doing okay. It's taking me a little while to master the keys here. Uh, I know. <laughs> I've been struggling with that myself. So when are we going to hear you back on the airwaves? Uh, I'm semi-retired, actually. Uh, I decided that, uh, you know, like anything else, once something turns into a job, it doesn't become really fun anymore. So I think it'll be a little while before I come back. Yeah, you see, what you need to do is just farm off all these jobs to other people. But I guess you did that, actually. (laughs) You're correct about that. In fact, I've been running around Cambridge today getting pictures of awful Frank Geary uh, designs. Okay, cool. Yikes. Well, if you ever want uh, to come on and do, do a show, there is always a slot available here for you. No pressure. One show a year, anybody could do that. You know, it's really funny you say that because uh, one of the things I was thinking about is that at the very minimum, you're right, I actually could do something like that. Because now, if anything, that's uh, kind of what I have now is a little more time. Yep, it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And besides, I think if anything, one of the things I want to plug on top of you fine folks actually, you know, showing up at uh, our Linux Fest every year. I mean, a big uh, round of thanks to, you know, Pokey and new NY Bill and Yoon for all of the, you know, support. The, I mean, you guys were here at the very beginning, even before I was. So, um, you know, a, a huge thanks. I mean, it's it's support like this that actually makes everything go well. This is actually what I consider sort of the best of the community, if you will. Oh, thanks very much. They're good guys, I must say. I always enjoy getting these episodes in because it's, you know, there's no way I can attend much, though I'd like to. I, I, you, sorry, Ken, I forgot to key up. You missed that. I said, Did you hear that, Paul.com? Yeah. And he said, no, it's Security Weekly now. So. <laughs> is Paul there? Yes, he is. Drag him over. You, okay, hold on one second. Can, you want to say hi? Yeah. Shift at the same time. He- hello, computer? 
Hello, Paul. Paul, I've been listening Hello. to your... Hi, this is Ken from the Netherlands or Ireland, depending on your point of view. Hi, Ken. How are you? I've been hearing you pimping that you're going to this fest for ages on uh, your... What's it, what are we calling it now? Paul's Security Weekly? Uh, Paul's Security Weekly, that's right. So how is life? Uh, life is good. You know, we've, uh, we moved into a studio in Rhode Island, so our uh, broadcasts are larger than life now. And um, we're doing full internet and radio production in our studio. It's been a lot of fun. Um, have you given your talk yet? Um, I'll be giving my talk in about a half an hour or so. Okay, very good. Two things. Uh, I've done an episode on how to give up smoking, so if you ever want to refer to that, you can. <laughs> okay, yeah, no thanks, but thanks for offering. <laughs> uh, you also do Stogie Geeks as well, so yeah, <laughs> fat chance there. Yeah, the Stogie Geek show is uh, is a lot of fun. Um, you know, to have that show be in studio and, and be in a place where you can actually have a cigar and do a show um, is, is pretty epic. We actually had all four members of the Stogie Geeks in studio as Will's in North Carolina, but he made the trip up. So um, that was a, a, a very interesting and entertaining episode. Okay, cool stuff. Well, good luck with your talk. Thank you very much. Security Weekly. Say it with me now. Security, Security Weekly. Weekly. Thank you. Paul that comes weekly. Paul that comes. <laughs> yes, it's going to take me a while to get that into my brain. I have to say. Anyone else over there? Oh, I'm sorry, Ken. Is there anyone else wants to talk, or shall I continue on with the uh, mailing list? Yeah, X1101 is on his way over. Oh, cool. And, and Ken, if you could, could you please email me uh, Richard Quirin's email address because Paul's asking about um, the design of our our uh, banner. And that, that was him, I believe. Oh, yes. You're going to have to email me to remind me about that, of course. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hello, everyone. This is X1101. How's Hello. it going? X1101. Go ahead over. What's happening over there? What have you been doing? I uh, made a trip down, about a three-hour trip down, to spend the day at the Hacker Public Radio table. So you're a, happy, you're a Hacker Public Radio listener, then, would you be? Yeah, for about nine, ten months now. Oh, very good. So and so I, so I figured I owed you a show, and so I've made one today. Excellent. I was going there. I was going there. So what's your show on? Uh, the obligatory, how I got into Linux. Oh, fantastic. I do, do like those. I just realized um, we're going through the... I want to clean up the website. I want to clean up the number of series, and there's definitely a lot more how I got into Linux uh, shows than is assigned that so uh i would appreciate anybody listening who's got some time on their hands to help us clean out the episodes to um, put the shows in the right episodes that'd be great so you've been on the booth the whole time you haven't been in tiny talks at all uh not yet i am planning on going to paul's talk but i haven't been any other talks missing at the table with uh with the gang here and how have you been finding it it's everything i thought it would be and more yeah, cool. That is a nice banner, it has to be said. <laughs> yeah, it's wicked nice. That banner is awesome. Still smell, <laughs> still has that new vinyl smell. Yeah, the only thing is people uh, were asking me about, uh, you know, are you a radio show? So I would possibly, if I was doing it again, just put uh, community-driven internet radio. Yeah, yeah, actually, that works, internet radio. Yes, actually, that works very well. So, if you don't mind, I'll continue on with the uh, mailing list. Right on. We had 
someone asking about the Mumble River, and that was uh, March, yes. Uh, Sigfloat was asking about the Mumble server, and details for that are on the Contribute page. David Whitman was talking about the uh, yeah the backup shows and that sort of thing. He, uh, we, he also requested that we reserve a slot for the 8th of July, and uh, obviously nobody had a problem with that. Then uh, I posted the question how useful uh, the Community News Show was. Um, very. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, everybody seemed to think very, so we're continue doing it but if people have um have suggestions for it please uh, send them along this one's going to be very long also I if suggest you have... if you like the community news show you join it every once in a while you don't have to be here every month but you know help out yes exactly and if you are in a time zone or it's at a, at a time that doesn't suit you then then you know we can switch the times. I don't need to be on it every month, not at all. Or if you wish, you can uh, send in your uh, contribution uh, via email, and also, or uh, yeah, send us a um, a recording which we can include in if you want that sort of thing. If you want to pimp something that's coming up, send that in. Um, that this is the show that I'd like to get all that stuff on. If you have any comments or um, you know. If, you can send in a recording and we'll edit it in. Whatever is in that recording happens. There, all right. I'm I'm actually shutting down now, so we better finish this thing off. But if you have any suggestions for how we can improve the community news or what we should do with the community news, give us a shout. Then we had a lot about. Um, actually, that was the the rest is referring to uh, more or less April. So that's pretty much it from the mailing list this month. Yeah, next month's new show is going to be fun. April's been fun so far. There was one other thing, which was, uh, uh, yeah, should we fix a slot for the community news? And that, uh, that I think, has been unanimously yes, yes as well. So um, let's let's do that. So, yeah, if anyone also has some ideas on how we can improve um, things, you know, feel free to give us a shout. That is the point. You are the community. Yeah, that's um, a really good point go. that sometimes I think might not be made enough is that you, the listener, are the community, and we, the community, are the producers of HPR. So if you're listening, you're involved, and we just need you to be involved a little more or, or just slightly differently and uh, you know help to produce the content. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, uh, you. You over there. And it's not... Um... You know, there's no guarantee I'm going to jump on. I don't jump on everybody like I do, uh, like I did poor Dave. So don't worry about that. But even something like feedback on whether people listen to the community news show, that is very helpful. And you know what the most helpful thing is? To contact the people who have done shows and just say, hey, I liked your show. Because there is no bigger buzz you can get and it just makes cheers you up. Um, uh, it cheers you up. No end, just getting an email in your mailbox from somebody across the other side of the world going, hey, thanks very much for that episode. Uh, absolutely. Well, Pokey, anything else that you want to say? Um, no, I think I'm good. Just uh, Northeast Linux Fest is a lot of fun. Conferences are a lot of fun. Uh, hosting the HBR table is a lot of fun. And uh, you should give it a try. Come to Northeast Linux Fest next year. Yes, I think it will. I think it will. Somebody wants to send me the money. Actually, don't, because we have better uses for the money than sending my big fat arse over across to the America. 
Ken, you should build a, uh, a, a money-making machine out of a Raspberry Pi that will just, you know, generate pennies for a while until you get it. Yeah, Bitcoin. <laughs> we need uh, KenCoin. Yeah, we'll generate those. Yeah, I'm right on it. Okay, guys, if there's nothing else, Dave, are you still around? I'm still here, Ken. You wanted to mention something about series, you said? Oh, yeah, I do uh, kind of mention this. I'd like the series to be cleaned up. It's an absolute mess. If you look on the series page, there's basically loads of series with one episode in it. And then there are other shows that should be in particular series, like the How I Got Into Linux series, and they're not there. If there's somebody who um, has a brain for that sort of thing, go to the um, HBR website and go to the... Uh, complete episode guide and then on another window go to the episode um, you know the mini series page and do a little bit of matching and just send me an email going this episode should be in this series this series should be gone this should be changed to this the spelling is wrong and any sorts of corrections at all on the series that would really help because it's a mess you have just reminded me Ken another thing that uh, we sort of need for the conference kit is and I, I do not remember how the um, how we got the uh, QR code books printed out but uh, the latest show in the QR code book that we that we send around to the conferences is like 700 something so it's <laughs> we're missing about half the shows oh right yeah that's uh, that's available on the that's a PHP page that's available on the website. So, uh, yeah, talk, drop me an email about that, what you what you actually want with that. Okay. And also the um, the book the booklet that Ahuka did, uh, if somebody wants to give that some love and attention and um, maybe some stats and stuff uh, in there would be handy because we do have a stats page that could be integrated into that in some way. Just make that a like a, a PDF that you could go to forward slash something or other and download the latest PDF with uh, you know all the stats and the um, number of hours and that sort of thing. Number of hosts. Yeah, and number of downloads. If we could have that, you know, the like our average downloads handy for conference time because people always ask. Yeah, it's uh, there's a complete zip file uh, report.tgz on the website. I haven't run it in a while. I'll I'll update it now for this episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. Not not that it'll be too much use now, but for the next one. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, uh, I'm good. Be no harm to have like a checklist as well for going to the shows. Uh, I know I, I kind of have it in my head what I need to bring, but it's it's kind of useful to have a checklist. And if there's always people who can you know print off stickers and stuff, that'd be cool. And mugs with my face in it. <laughs> har 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 har. Okay, guys. If you don't have a drinking problem now, you will. Okay, guys. Uh, unless there's anything else, I think we'll call it a day. Okay. See you later. All right, goodbye, everybody, and remember, it's now traditional to sing the free software song. I'm not singing. Goodbye, everybody. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free, hackers. You'll be free. I I can hear you dancing. If you didn't dance, we could sing. (laughs) Tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of... You say Hacker Public Radio. Public Radio.
You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.